The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Code of conduct. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king God made me punch in accurate numbers My castle won't crumble What I tackle will fumble I've been a leader when they ain't see it But now my feet is up According to me royalty didn't end with king cut Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs Big says sky is the limit I look down on the ledge I push the bar like I'm opening the cell Hands in my cookie jar You won't come out with a single nail I need all of mine The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my steps. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest things of being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night This is the Coach Conduct of the King Podcast I am your host, Jason Mr. King You are tuned in to the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network Presented by Picasso Pizza Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza Shipping local and nationwide Order online at picassopizza.net what is going on? I'm excited, first of all. I just got to let y'all know, if you listen by pod or if you're watching on YouTube or on Twitter or wherever you're watching it, I just want y'all to know I'm excited tonight because I have somebody I'm actually a fan of, for real, for real. Miss Liv Moods is in the building. What is going on? How are you? I'm so glad we could make this work. I have, you know, first of all, I have so much respect for you and everything that you do. And it is very rare that, well, let me put it this way, not rare, but you remember the people that support you unconditionally and are always giving positive vibes to your page, and you are definitely one of them. So I absolutely appreciate you because most days of the week I'm getting roasted by trolls or <laughs> taking somebody's BS or whatever it may be. So when you have those positive people that are just like unconditionally supportive, rooting for you, it, it does not go unnoticed, and it is definitely appreciated. So I am so happy to be here. I am honored to be here, and I'm, I'm excited to talk Talk some football, talk some Bills with you. I can't wait. I've got a futures ticket on the Bills. Let me start by saying that. I'm not a Bills fan. I'm a Broncos fan. I know. Cue the 
the sad it's music. Okay. It's a really tough time out here. But I do have the Bills to win it all this year. So I'm like secretly low-key a Bills fan as well. Okay, well, I'm going to take all of that. Like everything you just said there, I'm going to just take it. <laughs> so because like I said, you, you're right. Um, since like ever since I found your your content, it was like, oh, she's on it. She's on point. So I want to first, um, I tried to say congratulations a while ago too when you um, joined the Volume Sports. Yeah. Dope. So dope. Awesome. Like that's, that's such a goat move. Like I just think that's so dope. And uh, my so man Jordan cool. Boyer's there now too. So, you know, y'all got a good team. Yes, I, it, it feels like every day. So they'll just kind of like send us a message and, hey, we're we're adding somebody new to the family tomorrow. Like, make sure you kind of hype it up or whatever. I never know who it's going to be. So I will tell you, when I first met Colin Coward in Vegas and we were just talking and he was like, first of all, the coolest dude in person, like who you see on TV is who you get in person. It's not a facade. It is truly who he is. And we were talking through and I remember them kind of insinuating this big NBA player was going to join. And we were just throwing names out there. They're like, he's got a great personality. He's a little crazy. You know, he's kind of one of those polarizing players where you either love him or you hate him. And of mm -hmm. course it ended up being Draymond Green. But yeah, all of the athletes that we have on board at the volume have been incredible. And again, it's those players that have really great personalities and can talk on camera. And Jordan's one of them. He's, you know, he's got fun stories to tell and he kind of does have a little bit more of a mysterious side. Like you kind of mm -hmm. want to know more, but I think that's what makes his pod so special. So yeah, the volume has been an absolute honor to be a part of and so great. And little old 23 year old me being noticed by Colin Coward was like the coolest thing in the world to ever happen. So I am blessed and excited. I love it. And you know what, when you say that about Colin and we're not going to, I'm not going to talk about the volume all night, but like with Colin, that commercial that he did the one time where he's like in the, the laundromat and he's just like, like doing his rent. I really feel like that's Colin. <laughs> so it's just, totally. it's funny that you say that. Yeah. He just, he's he just so, goes. Yes. He, as I was telling people, he's like, He's just got like that, like proud dad side to him. So when I first met him, he was just talking about how excited he was to have me. And then he's just got that like dry, witty humor, like the comebacks that are just so quick. Like he's just he's a really cool dude. And literally who he is on TV, that like very sharp personality, unapologetic is totally who he is in real life. So I love working for someone that's just unapologetically themselves because I feel like I try to be that mm -hmm. in my content and in my, you know, on social media. Uh, which is a tough thing to do in this industry. As you know, it's like there's new yeah. people, there's new faces. You feel like you kind of got to follow the trends, but also stay true to you, you know, your roots mm -hmm. and who you are. So it's tough. But I think working for Colin has been a very great learning experience. And I have loved every second of it. I, I hope I do it for for a long time because it's been great. So. Oh, yeah. You're you're here to stay. And but, but saying that was saying what you said as far as like, you know, being yourself. I know yep. I see your boots and I see everything. I want to give you a second to flex because TCU is doing it. <laughs> TCU is doing it. Listen, I got to tell you, you know, here's what people don't realize about me as a sports fan is I am not naive. Like I am not a naive sports fan. So I get all these mm -hmm. DMs all the time of people just saying like, oh, they're going to get mollywhopped by Georgia or, oh, it's, you know, they are screwed if they ever have to face yada, yada. I get it. You guys listen, this is, I don't think people understand TCU has 10,000 undergraduate students. So if mm -hmm. every person from TCU 
went in, went to Austin, um, they would only fill one-tenth of that stadium. So we are a right. small school. Nobody expected this to start the season. We had a brand-new head coach. Um, this was not something that, like, I don't think any TCU fan or alumni like myself expected. So every game that we win or, you know, college football playoff ranking that comes out, it's just excitement. Like, let us be excited. Also, I'm a freaking Broncos fan. So let me enjoy my Saturdays because I'm definitely not enjoying enjoying my Sundays by any means. So I'm loving what the Frogs are doing. I think Max Duggan is a dog. We've got some serious talent on that team. I think more than that, though, they seem to have a really good culture on that team like it is like Mm -hmm. by any means necessary we're getting this w even if it's like you're pushing some limits and you're making people want to throw up like that baylor game um or just being a second half team in general is a very dangerous game to play but they do it and they make it work and they keep their composure even when they're down at half and so i just i love the culture of what they're doing i'm actually headed to dallas this weekend for the big 12 championship game so that'll be really fun we have great seats it's for my best friend's birthday so i'm excited to be out there i'm sure i'll have a lot of content flow in and i'll be going crazy probably taking shots you know the deal i mean that's just what it is to be a sports fan like I said I don't get it in the NFL right now so I'm happy my alma mater is at least doing something you know what though I say all the time though like we I really feel like we have the best type of job in the world like we get to go and and cover our teams we get to like just like you're you're a fan you you still have to do your work but it's like you just have the best job in the world so I completely get what you're saying and I just want to give you a chance to get that off because I know you know like Uh. in the comments like in Buffalo, so we have UB. It's not really a big college football town. Yeah. So, but then you have fans of everywhere else. So like you have people totally. in the comments sometimes talking her stuff, and I'm like, no, let me let her get her her TCU off. And Best I love it. after every game you go in. I love it. I, I love do, it. and that's the thing is I always wait till the game's over because, like I said, I don't like to like everyone was like horns down, and I just let them talk their trash because I was like, mm-hmm. you know what, you're right. Like you're right. <laughs> we don't like the we don't like the the longhorns it's a rivalry it's always been one but i didn't feel confident enough to like go online and start roasting longhorn fans once the game was over that's a different story because now i don't have anything to hold back i'm ready to go but i'm not the type of fan i'm not going to say anything before this big 12 championship game because i don't know how it's going to be k-state's a great a great team right now so yeah i I try to wait to talk my trash but when the game is over i'm i'm ready to go i'm fired up (laughs) How did you how did you feel about that um the Michigan Ohio State like obviously that's what everybody was talking about over the weekend and it was just and I normally don't talk too much college don't worry everybody in the comments I'm not this is not going to be a college show but I feel like this is the time of year where college talk like it doesn't matter if you watch it all the time or not right like, this is the, this is the time of year so how do you feel like that game is going to um, affect the rankings how do you you know um, just in general how how do you see that playing out for everybody you know. I- I don't like to go that I don't like to go this direction, but I do think that the college football playoffs and the AP polls are a little political in my opinion. I think it has a lot to do with money. So I think a game like, you know, I was talking to a lot of people before that game even happened. um, And we were saying, you know, somebody's got to lose. Like one of these two teams has to lose. They can't both win this game. And they're two really great football programs. They've had a great season so far, but somebody's taken an L I don't think it's going to hurt them that much. Uh, I, I do think that – I think they actually already released – I know TCU's Did at they? three. Um, I know USC is four. So I would assume Georgia and Michigan are up there. So I think Ohio State dropped out, actually, um, which, which is crazy. it made me smile because I'm not a huge fan of Ohio State fans. I think they're like 
the Cowboys fans of college football. They're just obnoxious. It's like, just be quiet. Um, you know, they're just crazy. Like I just, I don't, Oh, they're okay. So they're five. So they just dropped out of the playoff conversation. So yeah, I think they should have dropped out. Um, I mean, it's the same way that everyone talks about TCU doesn't win their games by enough points. Okay. Well, Michigan put it on them, so it should reflect that. And so to see them drop out, I do think USC is a great school, and I think that they're a great team right now and deserve to definitely be in the playoff conversation. But um, I was more coming at it from a, an emotional angle of not liking yeah. Ohio State fans. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I was I happy you. to see Michigan do what they <laughs> needed to do in that game. I was really happy. It's just crazy to me, though, because like when you're like they were two and three. So like it wasn't like Ohio State lost to a team that was like, not ranked or 15 or something. So for them to fall so far, that was the shock for me. I mean, not far, totally. but they're five. Totally. I just think that's the shock for me. But um, but no, it was a great game up until the fourth quarter. You know, it was like absolutely. It, yeah. So but I'm with you. Um, I feel like you you said they're like Cowboys fans. I feel like they're like Patriots fans. I, I just oh, and, that's or, a good one too. They're yeah, just, just kind of just <sighs> just obnoxious for for no reason at all. Like just and I get it. Get it. Y'all won, y'all won a lot of championships before. That's right. But lately that ain't been you. Like just You know just what it is that. for me? It's not even like it's not even that your school's great. It's not even that like across the board you're a strong sports school. That's not even what it is. I will never forget when I met an Ohio State fan because TCU actually played Ohio State in Dallas at the Cowboys Stadium. And I don't remember what it was for. But they played them. It was must have been just one of those random games. It wasn't a conference game, whatever. So we mm -hmm. played them. And I will never forget this. I went up to an Ohio State fan and I was like, how do you like Ohio State? And they were like, the Ohio State. I was like, I'm going to smack you in the face if you ever do that to me again. Like, are you kidding me? It was just one of those moments where I was like, you did not just do that. You did not just correct me and say, the Ohio. like, I used to back off. I was so annoyed. I seriously I used to laugh. But I used to laugh like when they do that on like the like on like Monday Night Football, like when they introduce the right. players and everybody's like, I used to find it the funny. Ohio but then when you State. meet somebody and they do it and it's like, oh, you go to you went to Ohio State. The and it's like, you're right. You're it's, like, it's one thing to type that on Twitter. It's another for it to fly out of your mouth. Like, I could not yeah. <laughs> believe what I was like. There's no way you just said that to me. Like, there's actually no way that in a normal conversation, not even about sports, you threw that in there. Like, right. so ever since then, I was just like, oh, that's what y'all are on. Like, I'm good. I'm good on Ohio State fans. I don't need to meet any more. I'm sure some of you are great. But the one that one encounter was enough for me. I was like, mm -mm, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. But that's why I said they, they remind me of like, I, I get Dallas, I get, but I deal with AFC more. So for me, those totally. Patriots fans are just like, you know, totally. it's like they're still living on Tom Brady's excellence. And it's like, uh, he's gone. Move like, on. He, he's just not even that. Yeah. Like, get over Time it. To move on. He's your ex. He's really your ex. Like, he's <laughs> right. gone. So, right. but let's, let's uh, get into some NFL. I've been waiting to talk some NFL yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, Right now, one of the biggest conversations, obviously, for us in Buffalo, Josh Allen hasn't been playing as well lately. Could be because of his elbow injury. Could be because of him being in his head or whatever. But what that does is he's thrown, like, what, six interceptions in the last four games or seven interceptions in the last four games. That kind of took him out of that MVP conversation in my eyes. But totally. I just checked the um, I checked the odds on both FanDuel and DraftKings and – it looks like he's kind of back in the conversation a bit. Like he still has some odds up there. How do you, Mahomes is the favorite for everybody who's wondering. Boo. And right? I think he's the favorite. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty safe, safe bet yeah. for Th right that's now. That's where you're going with it. I think so. I think so. You know what? Here's what I want to say. Let's not, 
it's hard because of what we have seen from Josh Allen. The numbers don't lie. The interceptions don't lie. Mm -hmm. We're seeing it with our own two eyes. This isn't a matter of opinion. It's what we're seeing, right? Like this is not a, oh, I don't like him or, oh, he's not, he doesn't have the mentality that he needs. It's, it's an interception being thrown. We can see it with our own two eyes, but let's not forget who he is and what he does. Um, He is still Josh Allen. Uh, Mm -hmm. He is still now, now where I start to get a little nervous is we don't normally see this sort of, I don't want to call it choking but we don't normally see the pressure getting to him until playoffs we're not there yet so i'm i'm sitting here going one of two things could happen this is not good (laughs) we are losing josh allen or he's getting it out of his system early which would be a really great thing i think another thing about this bills team right now that has been a struggle for me because like i said i'm following them like they're my own because i have money on them so they technically are right now they are my own i've got the futures (laughs) ticket I think something that is a little bit of a concern, which is making us pay a little bit closer attention to Josh Allen, like I said, you can't argue the interceptions. He's not playing as well as he has. I think one of the hard pieces to this Bills puzzle right now is that the defense has become less and less threatening since the beginning of the season. At the beginning of the season, it was a Super Bowl caliber defense, in my opinion, where Josh Allen could afford to make a few mistakes because that defense was so threatening and so powerful that he kind of had a little bit of wiggle room. I don't feel threatened by this Bills defense anymore. And and the injuries obviously play a very large role in that. Mm-hmm. We know this. Um, but you got to just take what's happening at face value and say the defense is no longer scary, um, which injuries is a huge, huge piece of that puzzle. Yeah. As a Broncos fan, I will tell you, I hate the Von Miller injury. I think it's like one of the worst things that could happen to this defense because Von Miller is – Von Miller may not put up numbers every single weekend, but when you need him most, he is there. He is a game changer. He is a playmaker. He is – very, very crucial to me um, for this Bills defense. So I think the injuries obviously play a massive role here, but I think that is part of the reason why there's more panic around Josh Allen because normally, okay, if he makes some mistakes or he's not himself or he's got an elbow injury, whatever, our defense, Super Bowl caliber defense, it can handle it. We're Mm -hmm. not there anymore with this Bills team. So that is something that I do worry about. Um, I will say something that makes me feel optimistic about what is happening with Josh Allen is there is, there seems to be zero concern from Diggs. Diggs does not look phased by what is happening with his quarterback. So to me, that is assuring that is if Diggs isn't worried, we shouldn't be worried. Right. I mean, this is the guy that practices with Josh Allen, that knows what the locker room energy feels like, that knows what the mentality of the team feels like right now. If Diggs starts to act stressed, I'll start being stressed. But for now, I think that speaks volumes of the the side of this Bills team and of Josh Allen that we don't see. Um, That Diggs is still like, he's my guy. We're good. Like, we've got this taken care of. We're going to be fine. So that is reassuring to me. But I think more than anything, the defense is where I worry because it went from, like, A1 Mm -hmm. And it is just slowly not that anymore. And again, that's injury based for sure. You could make that argument, but I think that is why we're looking at Josh Allen with more of a microscope right now. Well, I, I agree with you on the defense, and I'm going to touch on that. But like offensively, a I think you're right. Like I think, um, but I think I think Diggs is going to have that confidence because 
he's Josh's guy too. Like totally. he's gonna get his he's gonna get those twelve targets he's also every big. single game. So he's like, right. I'll so yeah, right. He got confidence anyway, <laughs> but he's always gonna like he's gonna eat. But then I think the the conversation that we're having in Buffalo, and I don't know how many people are having this na- nationally. Um, Cause obviously like good morning football and all these other national shows that I watch, I don't, I don't really hear this conversation. How much do you think, and I don't know how much you watched us last year. I know this year you got money on us, but last year we had the Cole Beasley, like the third down and automatic. We had um, Emmanuel Sanders and it just seemed like other guys were stepping up outside of digs. And this year, I know everybody came into the season excited about Gabriel Davis and I, I love him, but, through 11 games right now he has 33 receptions he you know he had one huge game against Pittsburgh we haven't seen that consistently Isaiah McKenzie I think he's a good third or fourth option when your offense is clicking but he's not somebody that you want to like really depend on to be the guy every week for you running game is better than it's been but again like we're missing certain key pieces that it just felt like okay if Diggs is covered we got we got Beasley or we got what, how big of a difference do you think it makes that the offense looks completely different than last year too? I think it makes a difference for sure. I never like an offense that relies too much on one guy um, because what happens if he gets hurt? What happens mm-hmm. if it, def, what happens if defense is tough on him? I think the only person in the league right now, receiver wise to me that can be double triple defended and still have a great game is Justin Jefferson. I think he's playing out of his mm-hmm. effing mind right now. Um, and I think Insane. even, even digs like digs sometimes if, if when the defense is tough on him, they, they try to make it impossible for him to have a good game. So I do think, that would raise a, a if I'm in Buffalo and this is my home team and or your live moods and you've got a futures bet. It is a little concerning, um, but you could also kind of make the same case for this Chiefs team. I mean, I would say offensively, the only threatening offensive player is arguably the best tight end in the league. But it's tra- it's it's Kelsey. Now you yeah. take Kelsey out of the equation. Is that really a threatening offense? Not really. No. I don't think so. And one thing I think that Josh Allen has that Patrick Mahomes doesn't is Josh Allen can move. He doesn't necessarily need a wide receiver to make a play. Um, He can get there on his own. So I, I, I don't think it's a huge, I would say if, if he were in a league where you do have stacked rosters, I will tell you that, but I don't think any of those stacked rosters are posing the same kind of threat. I would say the chiefs to me are, are the largest threat, AFC wise, um, if I had to pick somebody against the Bills that is going to cause the biggest threat, I think it's going to be the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs are kind of in the same boat offensively. I think you remove Kelsey from the equation and it's a completely different offense. I think the difference is we're seeing a little bit more consistency with Mahomes' arm versus Allen, but mm-hmm. Allen's also got can use his legs in a way that Mahomes can't. So I'm not massively concerned about that. It is, it would, it would definitely um, create a little bit less stress if there were some other guys, kind of like you were saying, Gabe Davis showing a little bit more consistency, but I'm not super stressed about it yet. Cause I don't think there's many other teams in this league that have many people to worry about. If that makes sense. Like I'm not, I'm not seeing okay. a ton of consistency across the board when it comes to offenses. So I'm not concerned yet. But. Okay, so for the Bills though, you're not concerned. Like even with Miami, I, I'm not personally, but uh, but Miami is currently first in the division. They're eight and three as well, and they have two wide receivers, and they have like they just got Jeff Wilson. Like, how do you get Jeff Wilson like at the end of the season like this? And then you know, so like they're they're playing very well. So, they are. so you're not concerned at all about Miami. 
Yeah, I am. Maybe a little. <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> yeah, no, they they look, you know, um, and I don't like to hold. I think Tua's health is kind of like what I, I don't I don't feel comfortable like habitually what we see with this Dolphins team is momentum building and then being ripped away because of an injury to Tua or something going on there. I think that, yeah, Miami looks pretty solid. Um, Their defense just got an upgrade with Chubb. That is for sure. So they, they, to me, yeah, I would, I I did. I will tell you, I don't want to freak anyone out, but I did have a dream that we had a Super Bowl and the Super Bowl was between the Dolphins and the Vikings. Now I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I didn't wake up to see the result either. I don't know who won it. Okay. I woke up before then, but I did have a very strange dream about that being a Super Bowl. So take that how you will. This Dolphins team does look good. Um, I can't do it, Liv. I can't. I just. I can't do that. I can't take a. I can't take a Miami. It's, it's bad enough that they beat us early in the season, I, and yeah. like I have to deal with that. But then it's like to, for them, if they were to win a Super Bowl, it would or even you. make it to the Super Bowl, I just. Can't, I can't. I can't do it. Listen, now, okay, we could have the same conversation we just had with taking Diggs out of the equation, taking Kelsey out of the equation, take Hill out of the equation. Waddle's a beast. He is. He is. But I, I, to me, he poses less of a threat than Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill is a monster. Yeah. I, I, I like to me. I, I would make a case for Justin Jefferson right now. I'm just loving what he's doing. I think he's exciting. Um, Tyree kills a beast. He's a beast. Yeah. So he that, is. but again, what my point being is we have these offenses, these co- these great quarterbacks relying very heavily on one, two guys. Um, Josh Allen, to me, standalone can do more without an off this, this comment right here. Josh Allen can do more without weapons than these other QBs. In my opinion, you remove these weapons from these quarterbacks and it's a very different story. Whereas Josh Allen will still, he still figures it out. So I'm, I'm not worried about him yet. I didn't know about an elbow injury. I hadn't heard that. Is he still battling that? Well, against the jets, he, um, he was throwing it like fourth quarter. They kind of pulled it back and he had a UCL sprain and everybody was worried that he was going to miss time. He ended up wearing a brace it, it looks like, honestly, um, it, it does look like he doesn't have the same zip and he's not throwing with the same confidence. So like that, that last throw to Diggs, to Diggs on Thanksgiving, it, everybody in Buffalo was just like, yes, that's Josh. Because we haven't seen that throw We're seeing it, yep. for a few weeks. So now, and, and this is the first week as well that he's practiced in full where he's not like limited. And I'm hearing that he might not play with the brace. So I'm thinking that maybe now he might be healthy. So I'm hoping that that that's the last could be of that an injury. injury. You hear this a lot that these are injuries that they have quietly had for a while and just have not said anything. And then when it's to the point where it's okay, I truly cannot play or I'm going to really, really have some serious issues here. Then we see them on the injury report or we see them kind of talking about it, but sometimes and I'm not making excuses for Josh Allen because I don't know the story and I don't know the situation on the, the extent of this injury, but there are some times where we see that these are injuries that they have been quietly battling for weeks before they actually said something. So does Josh Allen not look out of character? Would an injury explain some of what we've seen? For sure. I think so. Especially well, an elbow was, injury. It was, it was talked about. I mean, cause it was, it was one of the things where like some doctors were thinking that he was going to miss like four weeks. It was like, it might be a tear. Like, you know, so this was right after the Jets game. So luckily he didn't miss any time, but, 
like I said, still is I can tell when he throws it, it's just not the same. So, like I said, hopefully this week when I'm practicing in full and him, you know, I hope that that's behind us now. Um, did you hear that Vaughn did say that he's aiming for like two weeks to come back around the Jets game? He just announced it kind of like right before we went live here. Who announced that? Von Miller. So he's thinking that he's going to oh, be back. God soon. bless. Okay. That's yeah. great. I was, I, who I, when I saw that knee get tweaked, I was like, no, please God. No, please God. Like I will always be a Von Miller fan until the yeah. day I die. I just adore him. And I think if you're a part of Broncos country, you, that's you, right. you just love him. Like you love him forever. That's just how it feels for me anyway. So, Oh, when I said, when they said that he, they were carting him off, I was like, no, please. Like we cannot he's have just- this again. He's just like the best dude, though. Like, I mean, like just overall, his personality, his He's work awesome. ethic, his like everything about him, like it's, it's hard to dislike him, period. It is very difficult to dislike him. I have like the most respect for to, to me. He's a lot like Bradley Chubb. Like, even though Bradley Chubb went somewhere else, I will I will support him no matter where he goes. It is without question. I think he is a great guy. So yeah, Von Miller, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that he is, it wasn't as serious as I think most people feared. I just didn't know. I didn't know. I don't, I tend to look away from the screen when I see any sort of of knee tweak that I don't do well with that. Um, so I had my brother watch my brother's like, it could either be like nothing or it's huge. And I was like, Oh, I hate that. I don't like hearing that. That was exactly what it was. Though. Nothing. <laughs> Everybody in Buffalo at the same time was holding our breath. We was just like, oh, <laughs> so, it's the but, worst. But before we get into this game, though, because we got another Thursday game. Yep. Um, before we get in, I, I wonder, you mentioned Justin Jefferson. I think he, I think he's the best receiver in the league. And all year I've been saying Diggs is the best in the league. Diggs is, and I still got love for my guy. But I feel like Justin Jefferson, not even quietly, like he said, no, this is my title this year. Why Why is it that we've gotten to a point where we don't even include beasts like that in the MVP conversation? Like, I get it. It's come to a quarterback award. But when yeah. you have somebody like Justin Jefferson that makes Kirk Cousins look like, you know what I mean? Like, he got, he got Kirk looking like, I don't even know who I want to compare him to, but he looks great. Why isn't this guy's name being tossed around in that MVP conversation? Like, the Vikings are what nine and two, nine and one. Yep, you got it. it. It's, I don't know. It blows my mind um, because I I don't get it, and it's I, I feel this way pretty pretty universally about the MVP title. Um, I think it's a bunch of bogus, to be honest with you, uh, because we see it in the NBA. Everyone's like wins matter. Most valuable player to me does not equate to wins. Whoever brings the most value to the team that they are on, that to me is what we're talking about here. But we we tend to be pretty wishy-washy with this title, and I feel like it's been that way for some time now. Um, MVP shouldn't just be quarterback. It really shouldn't. I think that it should be any player that is the most valuable player to their given team. Justin Jefferson right now is in X games mode. I don't, I don't even know how to describe yeah. what we're seeing yeah. from him. Like we are seeing, I'm seeing catches from this guy and plays from this guy that just like, I don't, I don't know. He, he, to me is playing at a different caliber of football right now. And to your point, who his quarterback is makes it 10 times more impressive what he's doing it's right like, now, dude, because it's insane. I, I, like I'm, I mean, listen, love you, Kirk, love the chains that you're rocking on the airplane, but listen, let's be real. Okay. <laughs> right. You're still Kirk cousins. I love you to right. death, but you're still Kirk cousins. And I don't have a ton of faith in you in most situations, but Jefferson, I mean, he will find a way I, he is. 
exceptional to me. So I don't know why we don't have the conversation more and we don't get outside. Cause I, I saw for a little bit that there were people that were trying to make a case for Tyree kill to be in the MVP conversation, which I think for a while yeah. there was fair. It was a fair conversation to have the way that he was playing. So you could also make the same, you know, I do think Tua is playing well, but I think at the time people were kind of having the same tone as you, like Tyreek's got Tua looking like, you know, yeah. better than, than he is. And so I think the MVP conversation should never be just about quarterbacks. I don't think it should ever be that, but I think we have just traditionally, we, we, we sit quarterbacks so high up on their throne of life, mm -hmm. which fine. I'm not, yeah, I love, I love the majority of the quarterbacks in this league. Um, maybe not my own right now, but that's fine. It is what it is. We'll talk about Russell Wilson a different day. I don't even know how much patience I have for that conversation, but um, we stick them so high up that I, I don't know if we'll ever have an MVP race where it's not quarterbacks. I think it's a pretty safe bet that it's going to be a quarter. I mean, historically, that's what it has been, which to me is. Yeah. Kind of, kind of crappy. I think they're. I mean, make a make a most valuable quarterback award, and yeah, then make yeah. a and then have another MVP award. But it does seem silly to me that guys like Jefferson um, are not like top five in MVP conversation right now. But again, I we I saw the sports books hanging on to Rodgers and Brady with the last thread, and I'm like, let it go. They're not they're good. Not. They're they not MVPs not. this year. <laughs> let it go. Like you've got to stop. But they weren't like it was almost cynical that we didn't have them in the conversation that it was like, yeah. we were hanging on to every last fiber of them being MVPs. Let's just face, let's just face the facts. They're not MVPs. They're just not right now. And that it is what it is, but let's just move on. But yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why we, we care so much about it being a QB award. Cause it doesn't need to be, it definitely does. Yeah. You don't need to be a quarterback to be the most valuable. I think it's the, the job of a quarterback is naturally one of the most valuable jobs on a team. It True. is, it, we have, we have made that the most valuable position. So naturally the most valuable player should or needs to be a quarterback in the minds of many, but I don't think it needs to be. I think we can start switching it up. And I think Jefferson will be a great candidate this year to switch things up. He is not. Listen, I'm a bills fan, but even the game when he came to Buffalo in the, like, Anyway, moving on. So let's talk about some Patriots. I got, I have another guest joining I can't me. Talk about that much. Yeah, longer. I don't. It, it was that that hurt. It hurt. So uh, I'm gonna bring my brother in. But before I do, I want to shout out my man Buffalo Freddie, who still I keep having to tell y'all every single week he has the best barbecue in Western New York. And if you don't believe me, I promise you, go try him, go check him out. And if it's not, hit me up, and I'll personally sell you the refund. That's how you go. confident, confident I am that it's that good. Yo, he's, it's the best. If I you ever come it. to Buffalo for a game, I'm going to make sure we get it to you, even if I'm there or not. Perfect. Like, it's happening. And That's then if you got any parties going on, y'all know he got the bounce houses. He got the chairs and tents and tables. Not for you to jump through, but he got them all. So <laughs> next spring and summer, hit up my man Dan Freddy at 7164-FREDDY. That's 716-437-3339. And now it is time for my brother to join, and we are going to talk Bill's Patriots this Thursday night on Amazon Prime. What is going on, Pat? Oh, how's it going, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm having good. a great time. And I got I got Liv in here kicking it with Hi, you. Hi, Liv. How are you? Oh, good. How are you? Good. Man, your your conversation about Justin Jefferson was spot on because if the Vikings didn't have Justin Jefferson on Thursday night, the Patriots would have won by 20. Like that he was he was the offense. Dalvin Cook had 22 carries for 42 yards. 
They did nothing outside of Justin Jefferson being just absolutely unhuman. He's a he beast. just was unbelievable. Yeah, he's a beast. And how dare they ask if he wanted to bite into that turkey leg with his girls in? I'm like, have some respect <laughs> for this man. Are you guys insane? Do you not see his diamond teeth right now? He's not yeah, no, that, that isn't happening. Leg. Hey, like, I need to, you? need to take my grills out. I need to take them out. <laughs> have so, some respect but... for this man. I know, right? I, yeah, Jesus. it's 100% disrespect. But you know what? And we don't have to get into this conversation, but a lot of times I'm noticing, especially now doing this job, like me and you, like I mentioned earlier, I'm recognizing that still, even though things are becoming a whole lot more diverse, people still don't quite understand the culture. And like I said, so that's not a conversation we have to have, but it's not as evident everywhere that people are like, oh, he got, you know, like, I don't think people, I think people are scared to understand the culture. We're so sensitive now that you're scared to say the wrong thing or try yeah. to understand something that's not your place to understand. I think people are timid. It's 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 a sad world. It really is. We could get into this. We'll have a whole nother like podcast yeah. on this one. Right. I tell you right now, I look like the whitest man on the face of the planet. So maybe maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't. Uh, that's what she's saying. But see, that's what she's saying though. Like you're you're like maybe I'm not the best one. But no, you, like no no no. Never, I know. No, I listen. Know, but I mean, I'm saying it should never not be. No, like, you I know. I be know. able to participate. I just Come think on. I think too that like you're 100 right. I mean, it's it's so much of this, and I deal. You know, you know, I'm a, I'm a teacher, high school teacher, and and you deal with this, like, and you see that like you don't have to understand it. Like I try to explain to people, like you don't have to understand it. It's okay oh. that you don't understand it, but like listen, listen to what people are saying, yep. and you don't have to like you know it doesn't have to be a, a battle. It's just hey, listen up. Listen to what people are saying and then and respect what, you know, what they're what they're what they're doing and try to learn from what they're doing. And then you can, you know, you don't have to understand what they're doing, but maybe you will over over a period of time if you're totally. actually listening and paying attention. Totally. I agree. Well, Love let's it. get here. Let's let's start here. So the spread on uh, actually everywhere. I, I thought it might be different in different places, but the spread is four and a half in favor of Buffalo for this Thursday yep. night. Um, it opened at five and a half. Now it's at four and a half. The over under is set at 43.5, and a half. So let, let's, uh, let's start with Liv and then we'll, we'll swing this to Pat. First of all, the over under, like, are we, are we feeling that? Like, do we think that it's going to be under or over 43 and a half? I want to say I, I, this to me feels like a defense battle. I don't trust the Patriots offense. That's for sure. I mean, there's not a whole lot that they're doing. I, I listen, I've been calling him mid Jones for a long time now. I just don't like Mac Jones. I mean, God bless him. Keep doing your thing. I think he's better suited for the XFL. I really do. I'm sorry. I just, I don't, he just is not a national football league quarterback to me. And I think we've got to stop trying to pretend he is. Cause he's just not same with Zach Wilson. Same with Baker Mayfield conversation for another time, but I don't have faith in Mac Jones and I don't trust this Patriots offense to do what they need to do here, but this Patriots defense, uh, I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. It is a, it is a, it is a pretty solid defense. And like, like you said, Pat, outside of Justin Jefferson, the, the Vikings offense wasn't doing a thing. Uh, I just think Justin Jefferson is superhuman. So that is why they were able to score any sort of points or get into the end zone at all. I love this Patriots defense. I think the bills defense is good. Are they at their prime? No, they're not. I think injuries are to blame for that, but I do think that their defense is enough to slow down a very average offense to me. So if I'm going to start with the total, I'm going to lean under here. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, where you at with a pet? And then also address the Mac, the Mac Jones comment. I know I saw your face. If you're a I fan saw... of his, I'm so sorry. Well, listen, I mean, I concur with the under. I mean, I just think I listen. I think if if I if you're a Patriots fan, you have to be hoping for the under because you're not winning a shootout against the Bills. So right. it like you know maybe yeah. maybe you can win a 24-21 game and then that pushes you to the over. But that's forty. Like that's 45. Like if, you know, like it's awfully close. So it's one of those ones for me that, that I'm betting the under. And also like, I always love, you know, uh, PMT and and big cat always say like, bet the, bet the under on the, uh, on the primetime games, because if you win the under, it's great. And if you, if the over hits, then you're, you're watching an enjoyable game. So like, so it's a, it's a win on both sides. Uh, as far as the max stuff, listen, don't even put Mac Jones in the same conversation as Zach Wilson. <laughs> My right. God, Zach Wilson. You're right. I have a little more respect football. for him than Zach Wilson. You are right. You about know, him. I mean, yeah. like it's just. And listen, I think Mac has has had his struggles this year. He played well last year. He played really well on Thursday night. Um, I I think that you know that was a nice uh, kind of a nice turn around the corner. Now we'll see. We'll see if he can keep that going. Um, but like I was, I was really happy to see the way he played. He's playing more confident. He hasn't turned the ball over in a few weeks now, which is great. Um, they're still not making, you know, big chunk plays. I think part of their the offensive play calling sucks right now. They they have some good plays, but they just feel like they're not they're not in sync. They're not like figuring things out. There's no like rhyme or reason to what they're doing. I like some of the play calls they have, and then they like they'll they'll hit hit three good plays under center play action, and then they are back in the shotgun and they go, you know, in the next three plays are incompletions or, or runs up the middle for zero yards. I just, he doesn't really have a feel for the game yet. He doesn't look comfortable. No. And I think part, again, part of that I think is, is Maddie P calling plays. Right. And so, um, you know, it just, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I, I, we've definitely seen a regression from Mac Jones. I do think it's there. He's not sexy. He's not the sexy quarterback. Like, and that's okay. You don't have to be the sexy quarterback. Right. You don't have to be not everyone's going to be Josh Allen. Not everyone's going to be, you know, I think like so it's funny because I, I go back and forth. Kyle Murray stinks like stinks. He's he's a sexy stinks. He's terrible. Like, you know, like so. And so you start looking at Russell Wilson. Sorry, stinks, terrible. Stinks. You like, don't have so, to tell me twice. I so, will shout <laughs> it from the rooftops. But, but so that's what I mean. So it's like so you look at it and say, hey, you know, if it's going to be if Mac's going to win, he's going to have to win. Like Brady does, not the way that Brady did. That's insane. But the way that Brady does, which is pre-snap and post-snap, and he wasn't doing that at the beginning of the year, and he's been doing right. a much better job of that, at you know, now. So we'll see. He's got a long way to go. But last year, I was like, this is the guy. This year, I'm like, oh, maybe he's the guy, but maybe not. Like, you know, so we'll see. You know what I mean? Like, it's there's a long way to go, you know? And and Brian's saying in the chat that Mac Jones isn't winning, isn't winning Super Bowl. And you may not be wrong. 
But Tom Brady, his first three years, no one thought he was winning any Super Bowls. And I know he won a Super Bowl his first year, but like really, he didn't do anything. It was really, it's really his defense. So, you know, you really look at that and say he developed into that quarterback. Mac is never going to be Tom Brady because no one's ever going to be Tom Brady, but he can right. be better than he is right now. I think I'm one of those dudes that's actually higher on Mac than a lot of Patriots fans. Like, honest to God, like, I, I don't think yeah. he's playing the best ball of his, like, I think we'll see better from him coming. But I, I like when I do see him, it's like, he makes certain throws that only a handful of guys can make. Like he drops, yeah. he drops them like in a bucket a lot of more often than not. And the thing is, I just don't think you have the right type of receivers out there. Right. Um, like when you have, I'm not, when I say this, this is, I'm not being a Bills fan no, and no, being a jerk you. this time, you know, but when you have Devonte Parker as like your, your probably best guy out there or, um, you know, Hunter Henry, he's not, I don't, so I don't, I don't think your tight ends are playing the best. I don't think, you know, now Ramondre Stevenson, yeah, you give him a weapon and you see what he does, right. but you need right. some receivers and tight ends that are consistent for him to throw to. Um, yeah. But I think Mac is better than a lot of people are giving him credit for. That's just me. I don't know. I am. I, like I, I will be I like honest it. with you. I am typically, and this is not a good thing. This is not, I, I for someone that has <laughs> never played the sport of football, I sure like to just be a know-it-all. And I know that. Listen, at least I can admit it. All right. But I will tell you that I think it is, this is where we were having that conversation about the quarterback position just being so, there's a lot of pressure. I think it's a lot easier to put the blame on Mac Jones than to really break down this Patriots offense and say, what's going on? What is the problem? It's easier to yeah. just look at him and say, he's mid, he's right. not doing what he needs to do yeah. because he has shown some regression and he isn't the player that he was last season. And it's fair to say that statement, but if you really get down to the nitty gritty, I need to back off of Mac Jones. I do. And I know that, but I'm also a Broncos fan whose quarterback is absolutely crapping their pants. So I'm just a little hard on quarterbacks right now. Hey, I now Liv, don't be what too happened with him. Go ahead, Pat. Man, that man, that man fell off a cliff. He fell off a cliff. Yeah. I, 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 I just, it makes no sense. By the way, Liv, don't be too hard on yourself for not playing football. There's a lot of guys that play <laughs> professional football that talk about football and have no idea what the hell they're talking about. That's so don't worry man. about that. I, you know, and I'm, I am the, I am the type two on a Sunday to be watching Wilson and going. We paid him how much money? I'm pretty sure I could uh -huh. do that. Like, if I really mm -hmm. set my mind to it, y'all. I could do that, yeah. I'm pretty sure I could have 10 passing yards in the first quarter. You know, Forgive I, me, I, I think, but I think I could. I really I think do. He's lost, I think he's lost the team. I really do. Like, I just think, the team is gone. I think that, the team is gone. you know, that, like, the, the way his energy and stuff. Marshawn Lynch talking about how, like, he doesn't have his personal number. He'd have to call someone to call. Like, that's crazy. You can't treat guys like this. And especially but when he turns the camera age. on or he gets on Twitter, he wants right. everyone to think that he's this, yeah. you know, we Bizarre. are all one. I am part of Broncos country. Hey, guess what? Broncos country just wants you to win point blank right. period. That's it. We don't care about yeah. the high knees on the airplane. We don't care about rejoice. Oh, God has my side. We, I, I love that you right. have a religion and that you're rejoicing on a Saturday. But guess what? We want a dub on a Sunday. That's pretty. That's it. Like you, right. you, know what? you a quarter of a billion dollars, bro. You know what, Come on. And I don't want to hear a prayer or read a prayer on Monday when you took that L. Like, right. get I back in the gym, bro. Like, correct. Yeah. Because I'm like anger. you, I, I respect every religion. Jesus. I respect every personal belief. But, but look, it, it, Jesus ain't do it, man. Jesus did not hold this L for you. It feels like, like it's all that. for show. It just feels like it's all for yeah. show. Like he's this big theatrical performance. And it's like, that's not what you're getting paid to do. Right. You yeah. need to do your job. You're not doing your job. And guess what? When us normal people don't do our jobs that are nine to five, we get fired. That's it. That's right. how it works. And honestly, I think Pete Carroll is the largest finesser in the world. And he deserves an award for it. Because I think Whoa. he saw this 
shiz coming mm -hmm. and he said mm -hmm. he's all yours go ahead we're good on this side we'll we've got Gino. he's about to go into yeah. uh, west virginia mountaineer mode we're good here don't even worry about it and we got effing finessed is what we got so well what's funny about it is that and you mentioned carol like he almost held it together. I feel like, you know, you, you see the importance of, of a good coaching staff. I mean, oh, Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett is Hackett just is in over his head, man, you know, and he's, you got to assume he's going to get fired. He has no idea what he's doing. He just can't, oh, like, he can't do so it. Brutal. And even like, you know, when the, I don't, I don't know the defensive lineman's name, but the defensive line was in his face, screaming in his face yep. right yeah. next to Hackett. And Hackett's just standing there like nothing's going on. And so it's like, even bro, worse, after the game, he said he was unaware. He's like, yeah. I was unaware of that situation. You should be aware to <laughs> all of, like, tap in, buddy. Right there. Wake right. Up, We're right smell there. The roses. Yeah, My it's crazy. God. But anyway, let's, let's get, get, on to let's get back to the Patriots. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel bad bashing. Like he's this isn't even part of the conversation, and we're just like bashing this dude. So let's get back to it. Yo, Matthew Judon mm -hmm. is playing like the defensive player of the year. I know we have a guy playing like one too. I think Matt Milano is in that conversation as well. But what the heck are the Bills gonna do? Uh, to stop Matt Judon, man. Like, this dude is playing lights out. He's leading the league in sacks with 13 right now. Yep. Um, Deion Dawkins is probably not going to play with an ankle injury. So that's huge. Our left tackle is probably out. That's huge. Uh, start with Pat and then Liv, take that home. I'm I'm nervous about that. I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I mean, look, the the Vikings did a really nice job. Judon had no sacks, Didn't wasn't really in the backfield much. The whole Patriots defensive line really wasn't in the backfield too much, to be completely honest with you. So it is surprising to me that that they weren't able to get pressure against the Vikings. There's a possibility that the Vikings, that the Bills can do the same thing. Like Deion Dawkins being out is going to be painful. But I think the biggest thing, and where he's won so often, is those big loops around that he takes when he takes on a guard or a center and just and just squeaks by, right? That's going to be big. The thing about the Bills, though, is that the Bills aren't a regular team. They got Josh Allen. So you can't just rush the passer. You have to be so cognizant of him running that it screws up your rushing lanes, right? So Josh Uche, on the other side, has been really good. He had a sack again Thursday night. He's had a sack, I think, in three straight games. He's got four sacks in three games, or maybe even five. I think he's got five sacks in three games because he had three sacks um, against, the, uh, against the Colts that night. But anyways... He, you know, he's doing really well on the outside. But the problem is that if you get inside and you let Josh Allen outside to the right or left side, you're screwed. And they've been talking about that all week because they've had problems with this now every time they play a mobile quarterback, right? They just, they've had problems with that. And you know, Josh Allen, I mean, if, if he starts running on you, you're screwed, right? And so that's going to be a big thing, I think, for the for the Bills is that, it's that they can't just pin their ears back and go get him, right? Because they can't do that because Josh Allen has the ability to, oh, there's a running lane. I'm going to step up into the running lane. I'm going to run outside. And all of a sudden I picked up 15, 20 yards because I'm going to outrun Jelani Tavai in the middle of the field trying to, trying to beat me to the corner. You know what I mean? So that's that stuff where I think the combination of Josh Allen, really. And, you know, the, there's some question marks about what happened on Thursday night. I don't know. Like, the Vikings offensive line is pretty good, but Christian Darisaw wasn't even in there. So, like, you know, how come they weren't able to take advantage of that? So there's a possibility that they slow him down a little bit. You chip him with with a with a tight end or a running back, and you're able to slow him down a bit. And if Uche can't get going to the other side, now you look at it and say, hey, Judon's a problem still. But if we if we commit two or three guys to him, JJ Watt was always the best defensive lineman in the league, basically. He's had one career sack against the Patriots. One. Or I think actually a half a career sack against the Patriots. Because the Patriots said he's the best player. Let's take him away. 
go ahead. You want to beat us? Someone else? Go ahead. And the Patriots weren't able to beat the 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 uh, Vikings with anyone else on Thursday night. Hopefully they'll be able to do that against the Bills. But you got to think if you're the Bills, you, you're throwing extra guys there at Judon because you can't. And again, Josh Allen's the guy. Josh Allen's going to have to, if he sees the running lane, take it. And then it slows those guys down to be thinking, okay, I can't go inside because if I go inside, he's going to be able to take that outside. And I can't go too far outside because he's going to be – so then they're thinking about how am I going to get to the quarterback and how am I going to prevent him from getting outside. That basically sounds like what Liv said earlier before you jumped on. We were talking about, you know, I had some concern about Josh. Well, I had concern about, I feel like after Diggs, there's a drop off with the Mm -hmm. production that we've been getting. And she's like, yeah, but Josh is like, he's killing it. So go ahead, Liv, kind of piggyback off of your thought earlier and then kind of, you know, answer the same thing. Like, I'm concerned about that defense, but maybe I'm overly concerned because I'm just a Bills fan and I'm nervous. I don't know, but, you know, I don't (laughs) know. I think that this Patriots defense, like I said, is a great defense. And I think they, I think their priority will likely be, or maybe not priority, but something that they know that they will potentially get in this game is a turnover by Josh Allen. We've seen it now way too often. And I think that they know that they have the ability to pressure Josh Allen enough to potentially cause a turnover in this game. So I do, I I will say from a betting perspective, since I am the betting gal, I think my absolute favorite prop in this game is going to be Josh Allen's rushing yards, because I do think this defense is going to try to force a turnover and it is going to force Josh Allen to use his legs. And I think that is one thing that Josh Allen has that again, up, up against a good defense. I think he is capable to, to hit, hit his yards right now in the Fandle Sportsbook. It's 42 and a half. Um, I mean, he had 78 in the last game, seven, the game before that, which was a little strange, but 84, 86, 49, like to me, 42 and a half is a great number, especially against, like I said, a defense that is going to pressure him. They're seeing the way he turns the ball over. There is maybe a lingering or an injury that is maybe going to be babied a little bit. He may not be using his arm a ton in this game, knowing that the defense is as strong as it is. So I do. I really like. I really like his rushing yards prop. So I. I don't know what their strategy is going to be, Pat. I know you talked a lot about kind of the defensive strategy. I don't know what that's going to be. All I know is I think Josh Allen is going to be forced to run the ball a lot and get mobile. So I think his prop is a good one in this game. But see, even with that, like, so we're saying that, and and my man Daryl brings up a good point because Spencer Brown has been a liability on the right side, and now with Dawkins not possibly playing on the left side, so you got both your tackles potentially out or one like one and you got a half a tackle playing this week because <laughs> yeah but Spencer, honestly Spencer's been he's been a liability for real so when you when you talk about being without your starting tackles it's just I don't I don't know how much confidence I have even in even in like the half blocks where they're chipping guys for Josh to get just that little bit of space to run in right. that lane I just don't know how confident I am this week in that like you know so, so again, maybe it's just because I'm a Bills fan and it's just like every week now. And, and when I, we've been having these nail biters and I'm like, can we get can we get week one and week two back where we're blowing teams right. out? Can we like, win comfortably? Yeah. Like, well, you know, like I'm, t- I'm tired of the Lions game. Like, really, three get all due respect to the Lions and their fans. But three points on Thanksgiving against the Lions. Listen, the Lions are good enough to lose by three to any team. True. You know, no, you're right. just, you're right. you know, so, but they're a hard I, team to bet. Cause they is, are tough to figure out. I'll tell you, yeah. you don't know what you're going to get from them, but they put up a fight and they know how to score, which is like the weirdest thing ever. It's strange, except it's against the Patriots. Strange. But you know, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things for me that like, I, yes, I, I get where you're coming from Spence. I understand. Like, I, and I'd be nervous too, if I'm in your position, I do think, I do think for me that, these close games are actually a good thing for the Bills moving forward. If I'm a Bills fan, I'm looking at it saying, 
they're battle tested, right? They they are playing these games that are they're you know you, they're up their backs are against the wall. They have to make plays. They're not up by thirty every game and just cruising to victories. Like they're actually sweating games out, playing tough games in the fourth quarter, having to make big plays in big moments, and they're doing it right. And so and they don't do it every week, of course, but like but they're doing it more often than not. And that and that gets you ready for what you're gonna have to face in the playoffs because you're not blowing anyone out in the playoffs. Like maybe the seven the seven seed you're blowing out in the playoffs. But you're not blowing anyone out in the playoffs. So, like, it's always going to be a tight game in the wait playoffs. Minute, and Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We blew you out last year in the playoffs. I just got to yes. throw that out there. And I said maybe the seven seed. So, so there <laughs> you go. He gave, you, he gave me a little, a little I, nugget I was, there. I was just I saying. Was this is exactly what I brought up as a concern many, many, many weeks ago about this Eagles team. And everyone's like, oh, here goes Liv, dogging right. on the best team in the league. And I said, I'm not dogging on the best team in the league, but look at the last half of their schedule. They're not battle-tested yeah. at right. all. So what do you do as a team where the toughest offense and defense you're going to face is when it matters mm -hmm. the most? I hate right. that. Like, as an Eagles fan, I would hate that. So – I said it about the Eagles. We're now starting to see them get battle tested against teams that I don't think many of us expected them to be battle tested against. But again, yeah. when you're comfortably riding that wave that high and you're never really truly being battle tested, pushed, you know, mm -hmm. challenged, whatever. Now you're now you've got close. You're, you're losing to the commanders and you've got close games to uh, the Colts. The Colts. I mean, who, right. who would have thought that we'd be in that world? So it. I think being yeah. battle tested ahead of the playoffs is a great thing. I really do. Yeah. All right. I'm with both of y'all. I take it. Just yeah. trust me. I, I, I'm nervous. I'm not nervous to the sense where I feel like the. I don't think the Patriots are a better team than the Bills. As a Bills fan, like I'm very confident in in what we you have, shouldn't. but yeah, you it feel yes, but but I also feel like we've again gone up against teams that I felt like we should have dominated. Like there's a couple games I can run off like that Jets game they, they have a good defense. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not at all dogging the Jets. The Jets have a good defense, but we should have beat them like just period. I don't, I don't see why um, we go into these games where even Heather in the comments says that the bills are banged up true. But even when we're back before the season started, that was one of the things that everybody across the country, every analyst, every podcaster, every content creator, every, whoever you listen to, who, or whoever you read, oh, the Bills have depth top to bottom. They're guys on the practice squad that are starters on other teams. Like, that's the way people were talking about the Bills. Yeah. And now we're we're testing that. Like, we're testing that depth. And all of a sudden, like I said, we're winning against against the Lions by three points. We're losing to the Jets by three points. And we're that's my problem. But I'm not about to go on a rant. The show is pretty much over here. So before we get out of here, I do want to um, – I just want a, a prediction from Liv. Pat, I feel like – I already know where you're going to go, but I'll, I'll get a quick prediction from you as well. But uh, just get a prediction, and then I'll, I'll ask you both to kind of share your content that you have this week coming up or if you have anything big that you want to share and highlight, and then we'll get on out of here. Liv? Prediction for the game? Is that what you're talking? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so head-to-head -head between these two teams in the last five, the Bills have dominated. There's been one game in the last five that the Patriots have won. And when the Bills have won, they have won in a pretty big and significant way. Um, in all but one game back in 2020, it was a 24 to 21 win. Um, so and Buffalo. I'll be honest, yeah. I don't love that number four or four and a half because I could see this being a super close, like, like we're talking about here with this Bills team. Everything seems to be uncomfortable and close and never seems to be a comfortable win. 
could see this being a field goal game. So because of where the number is and that number sitting where it's at, I do lean Patriots to cover that four and a half. And I don't love that. Um, I would maybe do a double result here, have the the Patriots covering four and a half, but having the bills win outright. Cause I do think the bills ultimately get the job done. Um, but I just don't love the number at four and a half. That's all I'm going to say on that. I will say though, if you are leaning bills and you're like, I just, I like them to win. Um, they, they, they historically win in a big way, all but one, one game um, in the last, well, they lost one of them. So <laughs> three of five, they have won in a pretty big way. So do with that what you will, but I just don't love the number, especially the way this bills team has been kind of keeping it down to the wire, keeping everyone on the edge of their seat. So I would lean with the Patriots to cover, but I like the Bills to win the game. For sure. Pat, where are you, where are you going? At? I mean, I feel the same way. I um, obviously want to see the Patriots win, uh, but like <laughs> it's just one of those things that the Bills are just, they're a far superior team to the Patriots. They just are. They're better. You know, I think the Patriots defense is better, but like the Patriots offense against the Bills, it's not even close. It's not even close. Um, and so you know, it, it's going to be a matter of can they keep it close? I think the Patriots, I think by playing well in this game, the Patriots can give themselves momentum moving forward. If they want to make the playoffs, they're going to have to win four out of six here. So, like, you're going to have to beat everyone, basically beat everyone but the Bills on your schedule. Um, and so that's that's tough to do, right? But I think that playing a good game and keeping it close here against the Bills and and maybe even having a shot late in the fourth quarter to win the game, um, you know, gives you that opportunity and so and kind of set you off on the right path. I do think, you know, I'd take the Patriots plus four and a half. But again, I'm taking the Bills money line. I just think the Bills are too good. And ultimately, even if the Patriots can keep it close, I just think like, look at last week when, you know, the Bills go down, but the game gets tied with 28 seconds left and the Bills drive down the field and kick a field goal. And so it's just like they they have the ability to do that at any moment. Right. And so uh, the Patriots do not. They do not. And maybe maybe it's in the punt return game, maybe. But like, you know, outside outside of that, they don't have big plays, right? And so it's it's gonna have to be a, a muck it up game. And the Patriots, I hope, can keep it close. Um, but ultimately I just I can't pick them to win. I just I just feel like that's not happening. Take the over. The Bills are gonna blow these boys out. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> All right, Pat. Let everybody know where they can find your content. I'm gonna be kicking it with you in a half hour, right? Yes. So what we got going on. That's right. So uh, Pat's Pulpit is our is our uh, podcast feed. We have actually tomorrow morning coming out on the podcast feed. We did an interview with Mac Jones about uh, my claws, my nice. cleats. So he's on talking about, uh, you know, the Boys and Girls Club and, and about all that stuff, which is great. Uh, and then, of course, we'll have Spence on there tonight live on the YouTube channel uh, over at Pat's Pulpit. You can follow me at P Lane underscore Pat's uh, for any stuff on Twitter. I'm also if you're if you people out there are teachers. Or like math, I have I have a math related TikTok uh, at Mr. Lane Math uh, on TikTok. If you want to come follow me and, and see some funny math videos, so uh, doing a lot of things, doing a lot of things today. All right, well, shout out to my man Pat Lane and everybody over at Pat Pat's Pulpit. SB Nation has one of the best umbrellas of um, talent across the entire league and, and basketball and all these other sports as well. So, Pat, thank you, man. I'll be I'll be uh, tuned in. Which did you send me the link? Hit me up, man. I, I'll, I I'll have be it, with but you. I will. I will. All right. Yep. Appreciate you, man. And then Liv, thank you so much for uh, yes. coming and hanging with us. My girl Heather just said, Liv, you need to come back. Enjoy oh, having I'll you be here. back. I'll be yeah, back for gonna, sure. As, as we make come sure. closer and closer to playoffs, I'll come do like a, a check-in, how is our futures bet looking so far type of episode, and I'll come hang out with you guys. I, I, I'm very honored to be here. Happy to 
join you, talk some football. You know, I'm always talking football. So uh, I'm just happy we could make it work with our crazy schedules. All right. So we're going to get on out of here, but let everybody, obviously they should be, if you're not following Liv, something's wrong. Go follow <laughs> Liv, check out her content. She has amazing stuff. She does actually let them know about your show. You actually just started maybe, I think what, four or five weeks ago, you just started a new pod um, yeah. that you do post game. Why don't you let everybody know about that really quickly? Yeah. So I've got a, a lot of different uh, hats. I feel like I wear, <laughs> yeah. but uh, that's what keeps my life very fun and interesting on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I'm big on TikTok right now. I've been doing those. Um, it's at live moods. My real name is Olivia Moody, but at live moods on everything. That's kind of my stage name. Now, uh, every week that the Broncos play, I will have a show that goes live on the volume sports Instagram with former offensive lineman Orlando Franklin, where we talk all things Denver Broncos. We will have a special former Broncos player guesting as well. Very, very soon. Um, we just found that out today. So we do that every week on the volume sports, YouTube, I have a gambling show that I do twice a week on the Volume Sports YouTube called The Best Gambling Show Ever. I have a Monday night live stream with FanDuel that I do on their Twitch and YouTube, just kind of talking um, Monday night football and hanging out. So I have a little bit of everything. Best place, best thing to do is just follow me on all socials at Live Moods and you'll see my stuff. And um, I'll keep cranking out fun content and and having having a good time. That's what I'm all about. So. She's super dope, y'all. I, I, there's a reason why at the top of the show I said I'm a fan. I'm it's truly it's the truth. I'm a You're fan. The best. So Liv, thank you so much. Enjoy thank the rest you. of your week. Tell Colin I said what's up. I've been trying to I get will. out. I will. I will let him know and you hit me up whenever you want me back on here and we'll make it happen. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, y'all know how I do it over here with the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast and Podcast Network. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative. Go Bills. Code of conduct. <laughs>